Hello, everyone. And welcome to our podcast, Collages of Cleverness, where you can enjoy weekly tutorials, reviews, art, and more. My name is Rosemary Nicole. And I'm Malia Yvonne. In this podcast, we are going to talk all about watercolor. And since we're talking about watercolor, we brought the watercolor queen. <laughs> so we brought on um, my friend Molly. Hello. Um, so today, um, Molly is going to tell us how she does her incredible watercolor envelopes and her watercolor (laughs) bookmarks. Thank you. It's like her watercolor thing. Like, Anna gets a letter from her and it's like such a pretty envelope and I'm like, I wanted to do that. I like to put a little flair on my envelopes. So, um, I, I know that obviously listening you can't see, but I did bring some, um, uh, examples. So what I, for envelopes, what I do is I you can make your own envelopes, but I think that to explain that you need some visual aid. So I'm not going to talk about that. But what I, I take envelopes that already exist and I, I just paint on them. You can paint essentially whatever you want. Just the key is to be careful not to cover up the spot where you would write an address. So you can do something like I painted like lemons on this one, or you could just do like a cloud of different colors and write wow. a little bit. She's um, showing us right now, and I'm sorry you guys can't see them because they are very beautiful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you can also like paint on the like the flap that closes the envelope, have some sort of double-sided um, fun stuff. I don't know. There's not really much you know tutorial that goes about it. You just and it, I like to do it in the like bottom left-hand corner because you don't, especially because you know then you have the space for the stamp and the address and the return address, and it just kind of adds some color to letters. So yes, Molly, I I agree. Although I haven't done that, but I've watercolored a lot of things, and it's like a really it's I I think in my opinion it's like the most relaxing kind of paint painting that I've found. Yeah. Because. I mean, if you have the right kind that spreads easily and you don't have to, like, do... This is, like, one where details as key. I feel like you can just make abstract or a kind of blurry shape or figure, but you don't need to, like, cover the whole canvas or whatever you're using in, like, intricate details. You can just paint the whole thing easily. Um, so Molly, can you please tell us how much you watercolor and what you like to watercolor the most? Um, I watercolor pretty often. I don't know. It's not like a necessarily on a schedule, just kind of been however, whatever I feel like. Um, I like to watercolor the most, I'd say 
the envelopes, as I say, and I also do bookmarks. Um, so I also brought some examples of those. Obviously, you can't see them, but there are some that you can just kind of make like a cloud of color on like a strip of watercolor paper. And I also like to write quotes on mine just for fun. Or you could do something a little bit more intricate and paint flowers with the watercolor or something. Um, and then you can even, you know, draw on top of it or something. It's completely up to you. And the thing with watercolor, I guess, that I used to think is that you can't, there's no precision. But you can, the thing that I love about it is that you can be precise and have clean lines or you can be abstract. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I love, like, using, I guess, I, in any painting, but, like, tape, even around the borders to make, like, clean edges or, like, inside different thicknesses to make, like, patterns and leave out spaces. Um, I also like, yeah, I haven't really done this much, but I like two things with watercolor that are pretty awesome is using salt to make the watercolors look just pretty and like a different texture. You put it on while the watercolor is still wet and I don't really know how to describe it, but you will see how it turns out because it's like different every time. And I also like to use crayons because it resists the crayons, so it makes it look like a very nice texture, and you can draw something or write something if you want to make a card, or like then do like a nice light blue watercolor wash over it or something like that, and it resists, so it looks cool. Yeah. Um, so I like to do um, like abstract painting, um, as I said in my abstract painting episode which we did with our friend Sophia, so go check that one out if you haven't. Um, I prefer it than just, like, precise painting, and that's why I like watercolors, because I'm terrible at blending, like, paint, but I can blend watercolors um, much easier. And if you want, um, I've done salt and tried to recreate the Van Gogh painting in an art class. That didn't go so well, but it was cool. <laughs> painting so if you don't feel like doing a watercolor painting but you want it to be a little runnier 
I recommend getting a kind of acrylic paint that, um, that I have some that come in smaller bottles instead of like tubes that are runny and they're like liquid so you can just like pour it and you don't have to like squeeze it and it can fill up the page a lot easier and if you don't if you also want to spread faster a lot of paint and big paint brushes paint brushes um yeah um from a scale to one to ten of how much i like it i would give it a seven um and i like it a lot watercoloring but i don't do it very often surprisingly I don't paint very much, even though I'm about to go paint a bench. Um, but um, I really like it. I just don't like uh, cleaning up. It's one of my one of the things I don't like. But um, for how hard it is, um, like Molly said, anywhere um, depends on what you're doing and how skilled you are, and you you know what what you want to paint and how it comes out. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I probably like it. I don't know. I think like a seven and a half, I guess, because um, it's yeah, it's 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 probably my favorite kind of painting for when I want to do like a relaxing, just painting, not get frustrated, which is like most of the time I want to paint. So unless I'm painting for like a big art project that I'm really focused on. I would probably want to do watercolor if I'm, like, feeling, I don't know, just, like, I just need a paint and, like, get out my stress or something. So, yeah, and then for the difficulty, I would probably say that, yes, it does change, like they said, but for me, I'd say it's, like, uh, um, 10 being the, e no, hardest. the easiest. Huh? 10 being the hardest. Yeah, 10 being the hardest, 1 being the easiest, I would say that for me it would be like a 3, just because, like, for the kind of watercolor that I do, which isn't very complicated. Very, um, agreeable. So, Molly, um, how long does it take you to paint an envelope or a bookmark? Well, for something like this envelope maybe, this one has uh, just a watermelon piece on the corner, um, probably took me like six minutes, <laughs> I don't know, uh, not very much time. For like something more like this, this is a bookmark that I painted with a few flowers, and there's like a space in the center, and it says, swear to be over dramatic and true, <laughs> which is a Taylor Swift lyric. <laughs> but this one probably took me, it took me a little longer, because the flowers are a little more intricate, and then there's dry time and stuff, so maybe if you include the dry time, probably like half an hour. And then if you... Oh no, she just cut out. Um, okay, so I think she was um, trying to go on to something more like a character. Um, let's see if we can get her to uncut out. We're using Zoom, by the way, and this platform I would not recommend um, if you're trying to do something complete. I, I make oh, my own little sticker using blue tape, but you could just use any sticker, put it on the watercolor paper, and then watercolor the entire sheet of paper around it, and um, wait for it to dry, then peel off the sticker in the center. And this took me probably, took me a few hours if you include dry time. So that, it kind of, like I said, kind of a, uh, a scale. Um, you can do a lot Molly, you completely, oh, Molly, you completely cut out right in the middle once you finished your bookmark. Uh, could you oh, so go overview on that for us, please? Sure. So, um, 
the, uh, I'm holding up a sheet of paper, like a full-size sheet of watercolor paper. Um, this would probably take a little bit longer than the bookmark, just because, you know, it's bigger. So how, this kind of thing that I did here is a little how you do it. Take a sticker or, you know, I, I took a piece of blue tape and cut this out of it. Um, stick it on the center of your paper and then watercolor the entire sheet of paper around it. I did sort of a tie-dye style explosion, but you can, once it completely dries, take off the sticker in the center and you have a little silhouette. Um, I have, mine has a ballerina on it and I can, if you guys are curious to see what that looks like, I can post pictures on my Instagram story uh, at aficionado, that's A dot F-I-C-T-I-O-N dot A-B-O. I definitely recommend going yes, and following her on I, Instagram because she's like, the queen of Instagram yeah, she's photos. Yeah, an amazing photographer as well as artist. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, and if you don't have, like, a sticker in the shape that you want, you might have a stencil, or you can always just draw it and color around and paint around it. Um, but, yeah, I, I love her idea of putting paintings and watercolors on cards right now, especially if you have, like, a pen pal or just sending letters to your friends which is kind of the same thing, similar, um, but during this time, it will spread some joy. Um, one thing that I like to do, or that I just thought of, um, is that, um, I want to, like, send letters to people, even though I haven't done it, so please don't judge me, but Molly and Anna keep on, like, being pen pals, even though we live very close <laughs> to each other, um, and... All my friends, it's such a fun little activity. Um, and yeah. so, uh, like, Anna just painted a box, a shoe box where she puts all of her letters in. But, um, what you could do is you could paint an envelope, um, and you can, um, watercolor it with, like, fun little designs, like what Molly did on her envelopes that she's sending to people. Um, and, um, you just have, like, a little spot to put all of your letters in. Um, you can save the letters or take them out of the envelopes because, you know, COVID-19, we don't want to spread it, so I take all of my letters out of the envelopes, even though Molly's envelopes are just so pretty. Yeah. I always seal mine with tape because, you know, you don't want to be, like, licking the, the envelope right now. So, yeah. just another precaution. Yeah, you can even use stickers. It's another way to make it more colorful. I like to do that, um, especially because even when you when it was safe to like lick it i can never make it stay when i do that me neither <laughs> so <laughs> i like to use stickers yeah um going back to something rosie said earlier about stickers um for the silhouette idea if you don't have a sticker in the shape that you want what i did for this one is like use an exacto knife and cut out the shape you want in a piece of like painter's tape or something there's another way to make yeah. your own little sticker yeah um because a lot of people have tape you know, some kind. If you don't have that specific kind, you can use a different kind, too. And there's lots of ways that you can, like, uh, make, you know, experiment and, like, make it still do the project without having, like, exact, you know, materials. And you can even do that with other kinds of paint. If I mean, it might not have the exact desired effect, but it should look nice. Um, so now, do we have any tips? Um, Leah, do you want to start? Um, so my tips are to 
let the paintbrush do it at once, as I said in the last ones. Um, but also have an image in your mind um, before you start, because many times I'll be like, okay, um, I just want to paint something or watercolor something, and I just start and I do it in the middle of the paper, and it messes up the whole idea that I just popped popped up in my head. So you want to have something before you start. Um, I did a mountain range the other day, and um, also I recommend that if you want to have like a snow effect, um, if say you're painting. Um, pictures for everybody in your family as a gift for Christmas or something then um, and you're trying to make like a fun little Christmassy snowman and you want snow to be falling from the sky um, you can paint like uh, just like a blue or gray background and then put salt on it and it will give like a snow effect yeah watercolors are really good for like blurred landscapes or like animated realistic if you try to do it like exactly detailed like something real acrylic is probably better so you can go check out our episode on that but yeah my tips would probably be similar to what Melita said uh just you know let the paintbrush go using like rainbows and ombre like designs and patterns is pretty in this flowers like molly has done um can you guys still hear me yes we can okay cool uh, yeah, we're having some freezing difficulties because we're on Zoom right now, but uh, hopefully you can hear us all. Okay. And, yeah, I would just recommend to don't stress too much about it. Paint watercolor, especially when you just, even if you don't know what to do, if you are looking for something to do, if you're stressed, if you're sad, it's a fun way to release attention, and it's a fun gift that people will like. So, yeah. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. I agree with those. Um, I'd say some tips that I would do, making sure that you're using the right kind of paper, especially like on the envelopes even. I just It's just regular printer paper, but making sure you're not using too much water or too many layers that it goes through. If you want to do something with a lot of layers, I suggest using watercolor paper. But you can watercolor on just like, you know, regular paper. Um, another yeah. thing, making sure that you have the right amount of water to paint like ratio for what you're going for because there are different effects like you can have it if you want more water it might be less precise and less concentrated than if you use like less water um in the on the brush and so that making sure that you know how much you look what you're looking for being careful with that that's a great tip yeah i have um yeah, if you're if you're doing a envelope, definitely I would do envelope before you put the uh, <laughs> card in. I mean that's kind of obvious, but if you, if you didn't know that, you should do that because I mean unless you're gonna do a really light just uh, you know layer, but if you're gonna do multiple layers or like a design that's bright, I would let that dry first. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, well, my mom has these two kinds of watercolor. No. We, now has this other kind of watercolor that is like different than I guess the standard that I've seen where basically they're I don't remember what they're called but they're like little jars instead and you can like add more water when it gets dry it's kind of like the normal one uh, they have a different name but I like those um, there's also the little pads that you just like wet with the paintbrush uh, but yeah um I I normally use um, the pads just because that's what I have, um, but I will. I should look into those jar things because I think that would be cool. Um, yeah. 
but I always use small paintbrushes when I watercolor unless I just watercoloring a whole background and then I'm gonna do something on top of it um but I have a pretty small canvas and I use um watercolor paper um it's specifically watercolor paper and I got it from Palace so if you have a Palace near you um or you can get it on Amazon or your online store maybe um or just check out your local art, art store and you might be able to find some watercolor paper um i it, mine is a pad and i also got multicolored paper notebook for my birthday a couple years ago um which has smaller pieces of paper but that's also great to watercolor on yes definitely i think some of the most common uh, types of watercolor, as you guys are saying, were those little concentrated blocks of watercolor, like a palette or something. But they also come in tubes. Uh, I actually got some of those from Anna for my birthday a few years ago. I still have them and I still use them. But it's just more of a concentrated pigment that you add water to. I didn't yeah. know that I gave you that. So, there's different kinds and different ones work for like, the ones that I have in jars are better for like runnier the little pads or palettes you can control more like how thick you want it i normally want a runnier thinner one so that works out um do we want to say painters or artists that we like it doesn't have to be specifically watercolor i don't have any artists that i normally like um i really like molly's art and rosie's art um i really like rosie's um <laughs> yeah. abstract canvases and molly's an incredible watercolor or so, um, I like their art, but I don't have any, like, professional painters or paintresses. Is that a word? Um, that I like. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Molly, do you have any artists that you like? Um, I don't follow a lot of professional visual artists. Um, I follow a lot of performing artists, I'd say, but not, not visual artists. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to name any of those. I definitely know way more performing artists than visual artists, that's what I said. Yeah, I just have um, one artist that my mom likes in watercoloring. She paints, like, really pretty flowers in watercolor and stuff like that. And she's, I think she's pretty famous. Her name is Georgia O'Keefe. And um, she, I've looked up her art, and it's really pretty and amazing. So if you want to see some pretty art, you can go look that up, um, specifically watercolor art. So, yeah. Um, Molly is an, a great dancer. She's been dancing for I don't know how many years. Um, well. so, um, wow. if you, um, like, if you, um, like, Molly said that she, um, knows a lot more performing artists, and Rosie wants to be an actress, so that's why they both know more performing artists than, um, yeah. like, art people. Yeah. I, I love acting and also singing and dancing i'm going to start taking well i want to take dancing lessons and i'm going to start taking singing lessons so I, yeah i really love just like all kinds of acting and yeah visual arts uh performing arts i guess sorry performing arts um amazing but i like all kinds of art They're yeah so i've been like i said i've been dancing for 12 years i was in my school choir for three years and then i guess in elementary school i acted a little bit but um I also love the performing arts, and I'd say that, I don't know if this is specifically or strictly a visual arts podcast, but I think you guys should, should do some performing arts episodes, too. I know that Malia yes. is starting to pick up ballet, too, so that's that's another, you could document your journey, Malia, that could be fun. 
And Rosie seemed yeah. to be doing lessons. Yeah. We're definitely, I mean, more focused on visual arts, but we are going to do performing arts seasons and episodes because you can't miss out on that. They are, there are so many great um, types and kinds. So, yeah. yeah, do we have any more tips for this? I mean, we already did that, but and, or materials that we used that we didn't mention already. Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I, um, I mean, yeah, um, I don't have very much watercolor paper, but I use, like Molly said, pretty much any paper works. I mean, canvases I normally only use for acrylic painting, but they would work, I think. Um, so yeah. Um, shall we wrap up this one, episode? Um, fact, I guess, about the origin. So basically, uh, there has like English origins or like from England um, and further back in just like European origins. So it's it's a, it's a pretty old type of painting and I think it's fascinating to learn about all kinds of painting because I mean, they're all painting and the different variations are so cool. Um, so yeah. Um, shall we wrap up this episode or do we have any final thoughts? That's all that I have. Thank you so much, Molly, for being on this podcast. Yes, thank you, Molly. Yeah, of course. And um, as if you guys are interested in any of the dance stuff, I have a second podcast on my own called The Baking Ballerina, where you can find anywhere you find any other podcasts. If you're interested in desserts, dance, and just a general fun time. Yeah, she she has a YouTube channel where she does dance tutorials, which I find very helpful. Do you want to tell us what it's called? Um, I think it's just, it's either, I think it's just Molly Thompson, it might be Art Molly 7 but you can find, there's links on my website, which is missbakingballerina.simplesite.com, so if you're interested in that, you can head to my website, too. Yeah. And also, original recipes are on there, um, if you're, if you like baking. <laughs> um, yeah. my sister Anna has a website because Molly told her about her cool website, and her website, I don't know. I know it's called Tears of Joy, but you My have to... MyTearsOfJoy.SimpleSite.com is Anna's, but Tears is spelled T-I-E-R-S, like tears on a cake. Apparently. I did not know that, and I haven't looked at her website. <laughs> I came so. up with that. <laughs> she did. Um, yes, well, did. let's wrap up this podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Collages of Cleverness. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't miss next week's podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.